Hey, do you need EUMDR training? So Easy Medical Device is opening a new session of its Green Bell certification program. This month in October 25th, we will have a five days training where you will get everything about EUMDR. You will get some material, you get some quizzes, some assignments. There will be also some live sessions to answer your questions. And at the end, there will be an exam where you can get your certificate. So don't hesitate to go now to easymedicaldevice.com in the section course to learn more about the Green Bell certification program. See you there. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Monir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Elazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we will talk about certain substances that can be on your products, which are the CMR substances. And I have with me uh, Anna Luitsa Katsindouz, uh, who uh, helped us before uh, on another episode of the podcast. Uh, and today she will help us to explain more about this particular substance. So Anna Luitsa, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Hi, Moni. Thank you for the invitation for the second episode. And hi, everyone. Great. So, yeah, uh, before you were here to help us to discuss about a biological evaluation, how to do that, what is exactly the process for, for, for I mean, the, the mistakes that maybe you can do and the things that you should uh, uh, do, if I can say, for this biological evaluation or biocompatibility. And today we'll go more specifically now on the CMR because... Uh, it's a topic that a lot of people are contacting me and asking me, what should I do on this? What should I do on that, et cetera? And what I've tried today, if I can say, well, the question I will ask you today is mainly to maybe are, are corresponding to the question that maybe people that are uh, in the other side want to ask you. Uh, and this is maybe, I hope, something that will really help them really uh, to, um, to gather all the information they need for their products. But um, before to start... Uh, so maybe a, a quick introduction of yourself quickly. What, what are you doing exactly on, if I can say, your activities? Yes, of course. I currently hold a bachelor's degree in biological science, a master's degree in cellular biology, a PhD in biological science, and an MBA in quality management. I have more than 10 years in these areas, like yes, quality regulatory and clinical of different types of medical devices, including implantable medical devices. Good. So um, you are located in? Where are you located? What? No, I said just where are you located? Yes, I am in Brazil. Great. Yeah, just we can hear that maybe with your accent. So, <laughs> so it's, a, it's a great one. Um, I just want to also remind to people that we had before also the episode 140 with Martin Viter from Tuve Sud that made also a warning related to the CMR because uh, he said it was one of the common mistakes that uh, medical device manufacturers were doing. Uh, it was to forget CMR completely because they were thinking that by doing the biological evaluation, they will inc this will increase include CMR, but it's not really uh, doing that. So you have also to include the CMR uh, review and research for that. So um, 
So Analwitsa, for beginning, maybe, can you help us to understand what, what is CM? I mean, we talk about CMR since the beginning. So maybe for people that are not really aware, what is exactly CMR? Okay, CMR is substances that are carcinogenic, mutagenic, or toxic for the reproduction. So what it means? And carcinogenic means the substance that induce or increase the incidence of cancers. And mutagenic means substance that alter the amount or the, the construction of the genetic material. And this alteration can be um, uh, seen in the sun, can be uh, forward for the sun. And the toxic for the reproduction is an alteration in adult sex, sexual function. And this impairs the, the fertility, the, reproduci the reproducibility of the humans. This substance is categorized in three classes. The, cl the category 1A, that okay. means that we have no that these substances is carcinogenic, mutagenic, or toxic based on the human evidence. Category 1B, that means that substances uh, we presumed that are carcinogenic, mutagenic, or toxic based on animal evidence. And category 2, that means that substance is supposed to be carcinogenic, mutagenic, or toxic for the reproduction. Okay, so um, when you when you talk about that, so it means that this is substances that we don't want to have on our products, if I can say, or we don't want to that they are touching us because they can be toxic for us. So I think it's why mainly we are really focusing on that because um, we can have some medical devices that have those substances and we have to check them. So um, do you have some examples of substances that are CMR that may be really common that maybe people know about? Yes, we have a lot of substances that are CMR, like, for example, nickel or acrylamide or iglass microfibers. I would like to point attention for phytolites that is uh, toxic for the reproduction and also a disruptor of endocrine system substances. It is usual for medical device because this substance is used for exchange the malleability for the, of the plastics to be more flexible. So it's a point of concern. Okay, so um, I think, as I said, it's something that now the, the MDR is really uh, looking at uh, carefully. Um, so um, we talked about before just about the category 1A, 1B, etc. Um, so this is mainly something that is not under MDR. There is a new, another regulation for that. So it's, I think, the 1,272-2008, which is the regulation where you can find uh, all those substances and then uh, define if they are fine or not. What is the MDR saying about CMR uh, substances? So what, when should we consider that we have some CMR substances and what exactly are the recommendations or the requirements for, from the MDR? Okay, the MDR uh, told that you should evaluate medical devices that are implantable or came into direct contact with the human body 
and also the medical devices that transport fluids or gases to or from the, the body of the patients. So we need to evaluate these medical devices to see the concentration of the CMR substances. And if this concentration is less than 0.1% weight by weight, you should not uh, put this information in your label or in your structure for use. Of course, you need to evaluate the risks and the benefits to have this substance in your medical device and to justify the presence if it is higher than 0.1% weight by weight of the concentration. So it means that uh, we can have some medical devices that have a CMR or they have CMR substances in, in it, but uh, and that are more than 0.1%. But there is a justification for that. Maybe the, the benefits are higher than the risk, if I can say. And it's why we have a good justification to have those CMR inside those devices. Is it correct? Yes, it's correct. Uh, first, we should evaluate the substance and the concentration of each of one of these substances. After that, you need to evaluate the risk and the benefits to maintain this substance in your product. And also check if you don't have another substance that is non-CMR AD to exchange in your product. If it's possible, it is a good way to not use a CMR substance in your product. But if you maintain this substance in your medical device, you need to justify based on the risk-benefits analysis. So... Um is, so uh, we heard also, and we hear a lot about about um, the cheer guideline uh, that is mainly mentioned each time we are talking about CMR. So uh, can you just maybe explain to us what is this cheer guideline? And if, I mean, should we use that? Or if we use that, what is exactly what we will find on it? Yes, the chair guidelines is a good way to see how to evaluate uh, and what you need to do if you have a CMR uh, substance in your medical device because this guideline uh, point out the ways that you can use it to evaluate this substance, uh, how you can check it for exchange this substance, and how you can justify the presence of CMR substance in your final product if you cannot exchange it. Um, Monir, I think that is important for everyone knows that if you have a CMR substance and if you want to exchange to another non-CMR substance, you need to evaluate if it's not a significant change which can impair your MDD certificate if you are in the transition period according to European regulation. Yeah, I think it's important that, uh, to consider that because um, I remember, uh, I mean, a reminder is that uh, your MDD certificate is val valid. Uh, the validity um, is, is okay until uh, you, are, you have a significant change. So if you have any significant change within your product, then 
uh, it's mandatory for you to be MDR compliant. So it's mainly the, 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 the ID here. And uh, thank you for, for reminding that. Um, just, just one other question. So uh, we talked about CMR. We talked about also that there is a list of CMR products, et cetera. So um, then do I need to do some tests like characterization tests or these kind of things for CMR? Or if I see that the CMR are on the... Are, are, are listed on there, or maybe they are not, then I can justify, okay, I don't have a CMR or I have a CMR. So should I do a test or just looking at the list is sufficient? Um, the list is the first way that you can see if your medical device maybe have a CMR substance or not, because you can get this information based on the European Regulation 1272 or European Chemical Agency website, and you can have an a introduction if your product has this risk or not. But it's important to perform a chemical characterization test because it's the only way that you may sure that it has or not CMR substance. And more, you will get the concentration of these substances in your product and see if it's higher or below the limits specified in the MDR. No, it's clear. Yeah, it's true that, uh, I mean, even if you have it, if you have some CMR, if you have the, that on the list, at the end, it's like, okay, how much, what is the concentration of it? And the only way is to do this kind of, of test uh, for, for, for doing that. So, um, so is there any standard for that? Or it's like the 10993 or what, what is exactly the, what should I ask a laboratory to do if I can say so? Uh, should I say, okay, here is my product. Can you check CMR? Or can you go through this kind of standard to check the CMR? Okay, you will perform the chemical characterization test according to the part 18 of the ISO 10993. Okay. And the, after that, you will get the results of the, the all residuals that your medical device has. And you check if some of the, resu the residuals are similar or not. And they also evaluate the re toxicological risks according to the part in 17 of the ISO 10993. So it's, it's important. But also, I think um, before this, you should get the information about your raw material with your supplier. So I think it's important to know the raw material, the inputs used in the production, and the, also the sterilization process that you use to evaluate uh, what are the possible substances that you have in your medical device to see if you have enough information or not, and if the substance may be or not similar. Okay, so... Um as we said, so there are many steps here. If I can say in the evaluation, we are first checking uh, that we have the, the CMR, maybe on, the substances maybe on the list or not. We are making the characterization. We are following the standards, as you've said, so 10993-18. Uh, um, and um, after that, so I have some CMR products. Um, 
how can I inform, if I can say, my customers? Should I write it in big, like content CMR products and can kill you or whatever? <laughs> what exactly should I should I put there? Or should I put it in small, like in with a small asterisk to say, oh, contains some CMR substances? Or, or what is the, the rule here? Yes. Uh, if you have a CMR substance and the, if the concentration is higher than 0.1% weight by weight, you need to put a symbol in your medical device or in your label indicate the presence of this substance. The ISO 15223-1 published in this year have a specific symbol to indicate CMR substance. So you need to put this symbol and also list the substances in the label. And also you need to uh, uh, put advertisements and precautions in your instructions for use. And especially if this product is used in the children and the pregnant or other vulnerable groups, you need to add uh, warning what are these risks and what are the precautions to be in contact with these substances. I suppose that uh, a notified body will uh, check really carefully all this, but they will check carefully also the clinical evaluation for that. As we said, so there is some benefit risk to, to review. So, um, I mean, I don't know, but ha have you had any experience with some notified bodies that were looking at that? Uh, I didn't uh, have experience until now with the notified body to check this, but I think that uh, they will cross-link and different information to see if you evaluate CMR in the biological risk evaluator and if this information in your label and in your instruction for use and also the, the risk analysis and the risk management of your product. I think that maybe uh, even if you have a similar substance in your product, maybe in the clinical evaluation, you could not get enough information because this is a cumulative substance. So uh, maybe it's not uh, easy to see in the clinical evaluation articles. Yeah, I can imagine that uh, maybe it's, uh, it would be new for everyone. So you will not find a lot of literatures or anything that talking about the combination of CMRs that you have on your product. So it's something that can be uh, can be a, a bit difficult. But yeah, I mean, this is something that you have you have to look at and you have to check. So so it's it's, it's important. Uh, the other point is about so MDR. We talked about the fact that MDR is talking about CMR. So uh, mainly uh, just just maybe for people, there is a, a full section if I can say on the GSPR, so Annex 1, uh, where we talk about CMR, uh, what to do, what are the requirements, the labeling requirements, etc. cetera. Um, so maybe first start by here, by this, just to look at what are the requirements, and then you will uh, look at all what we talked about today uh, related to, uh, to uh, what you need to do to, to have uh, all the CMR information available. And um, you should also um, issue the guideline uh, for biological evaluation. We can put that also on the show notes. Um, mainly, this guideline is just talking about how you do this clinical, uh, this biological evaluation, and CMR is also mentioned inside. Uh, and as I've told you, so uh, this is a common issue that we discussed with Martin Witter uh, from Tufsud. So yeah, it's something I think that you have really to consider in case 
um, you have never evaluated the CMR substances on your products because maybe you have some manufacturers that are selling products since many years and they don't know or they are not aware that they have some CMR substances. If it's the case, then yeah, you have maybe to update quickly all uh, the documentation because uh, this is really a major change for, for you. Um, so Anna Luisa, so as you had some experience on, on this, so what would be kind of an advice uh, that you will give to any research and development departments or quality regulatory affairs people um, when they are starting to develop a new product? Yes, I think to, I think that for the project, it is the main point that needs to be checked when you, you are developing a new medical device because you need first check if your intended raw material, intended inputs to be used in your production is a similar substance or not. If it is, and now it's the better moment to exchange this substance and reduce the risks of your final medical device has substance that will increase the risks of your medical device. Yeah, and uh, as you said, it's the best moment now because anyway, you will have to change it. You'll have to make something about it. So better to do it now during this transition. But remember that if you do, if you have any significant change, then your uh, CE certificate under MDD is not valid anymore and you'll have to do to, to move to, uh, to MDR. So I think it's really uh, something important here. Um, so Anna Luisa, maybe for the end, so... Um, can you help people if they have some question about CMR or if they, are, they want to do some kind of biological evaluation? So is it, I mean, are you helping manufacturers for that? Yes, of course. I'm helping different companies regarding this issue and the others relate to the biological evaluation and the toxicological risk analysis. So uh, I will put anyway your uh, contact details on the, uh, the LinkedIn information on the show notes. So if, uh, if you want to have any information about CMR, biological evaluation, clinical investigation, etc. Uh, so uh, Anna Luisa will be the person to go for, and uh, I'm sure she will be helping you uh, a lot. Um, okay, Anna Luisa, so anything else that is missing here on our discussion? Or I think we really covered the topic now. Monir, I think that we covered the main points. And of course, this is a new issue that needs to be uh, evaluated with detail in biological evaluation for each product, each medical device. Great. So thank you. Thank you for that. And I, I'm sure this will be helping a lot of, of people. Okay. So um, if you are looking at this uh, video on YouTube, so don't forget to put a like or a comment just to say that maybe you liked it. Or if you have a question, don't hesitate also to, to put that on the, on the YouTube channel. Uh, and I will uh, inform Anna Luitsa that there is a question maybe for her. Uh, and if you are listening to that on the podcast, don't hesitate also to uh, put a comment on your uh, podcast provider. And if one of your colleagues are maybe interest, is interested maybe to learn more about medical devices, MDR, uh, all the quality regulatory affairs stuff. So don't hesitate also to share the podcast with them. Okay, so Anna Luitsa, thank you for joining us. It was really a pleasure and I wish you a nice day. Thank you so much, Monir. Thank you, Bye. everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.